Welcome to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. With COVID restrictions due to be lifted in Alberta on Canada Day and the markets up, Albertans are starting to feel a bit more positive than they've been for a very long time. The sun is out and the light at the end of the tunnel feels firmly within our grasp. COVID brought into sharp focus the need to plan. And although government spending appears to have had a positive impact on the economy, governments will still need to find ways to recoup their massive pandemic-related losses. In the U.S., President Joe Biden has already announced his tax plans to raise taxes on the wealthy and corporations. And in our country, many suspect that Prime Minister Trudeau won't be that far behind. So how can wealthy families plan for future tax increases while also benefiting from the positive markets. Sherry McMillan, CEO and founder of McMillan Estate Planning, joins us today to share her ideas and some wisdom with us. Thanks for joining us, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Sherry, just before we get started today, I want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team will be hosting two virtual seminars. Hey, maybe these might be the last virtual ones, Sherry. The first one coming up Wednesday, July 14th at 6.30 p.m. The next one, Wednesday, August 11th at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. You'll need to register ahead of time if you'd like to attend these complimentary seminars. To do that, you just simply phone McMillan Estate Planning at one 1-833-266-6464. Or you can register online at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry, let's get right to it. The markets are up, so what should families be doing to benefit from this? Well, it's a very optimistic time as we come back into it, whatever our new normal will be. And because the markets are up, that means all of us have had some profit. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to seize that profit and create uh, an effect where it's actually going to be part of your retirement plan. So, uh, in fact, create it as a real situation. So a lot of wealthy families uh, design their particular, in particular, their investment accounts that are in the market through trust laws. And the reason they do that, Wayne, is when we have the investments in trust law and they're at a high point like they are today, then what can happen is we can freeze that profit in somebody's estate as part of their principal guarantee. So imagine if you've made the 20% that we've seen you know, occur over the last calendar year, then all of a sudden you can solidify that in your estate. And ultimately, the other unique part about trust law is it doesn't create a taxable event in doing so. So what we're suggesting to many families, while the markets are high, um, you know, seize the day because it's a really wonderful opportunity. All right. Now, let's just back up a bit because you talked about a principal guarantee. And I know that we've discussed this on shows in the past. Uh, this has to do with trusts. So let's talk about investment trusts. What is their origin? What are they? How did they come to be? Sure. Well, we have actually two uh, sets of legislation in Canada that we can operate within when we are an investor. And I would say predominantly, Wayne, my experience is that most families tend to utilize what we call the Bank Act of Canada rather than the Trust or Insurance Act of Canada. So we have these two doors when we're deciding to make investments, but the masses on as a group in Canada tend to uh, use the banking systems for their investments. The affluent families on the other side of the coin um, are starting and have been for about the last 30 years 
to use the trust systems and insurance systems in order to manage their affluence. And the reason they're doing that is for protective reasons. So the first thing to know in uh, trust law is how it came about, because I think a lot of people don't know where it came from. And really, it, it was associated and was created around women and orphans, because at that time, you know, back in the 1800s, uh, us women were not legal citizens of Canada. And so if our husbands left us an estate and a pool of investments in the farm, they couldn't leave it directly to us. They had to leave it via a trust. And then the trustees, whoever that was going to be, would oversee the care of the widow and orphan. And so it was a very... Um, principled system to protect widows and orphans. And so the way they authored it was very unique. What they said is anytime you have assets that are designed in trust or insurance, you will not have to, first of all, probate those. So they'll go directly to the beneficiaries, but they'll also be credit protected through your lifespan and also when you transfer them to your loved ones. And then in modern times, they've added a principal guarantee to these benefits. And so what we're seeing today is a whole other branch of opportunity for affluent families on how they can go about designing their investment pools. And so when people start to approach retirement age, they often have a great deal of desire to make sure what they've built is real and not a fictitious number, but an actual number that they can rely upon for lifestyle because we are living to 100. So one of the things is if we live to 100, um, you know, we certainly will see markets going up and down through that course of time. And so how do you give yourself right protections to know that that wealth you've created, which in effect becomes your pension, has to remain in play through all the ups and downs of the market? Right. You don't want to have risk, or at least you want to reduce the risk. That's right. And so there's another uh, prominent reason that we really love trust law for our investments in Canada as well. And that is specifically for affluent families and families that have created real estate portfolios or uh, investment pools or have businesses. What happens is they often have what we call a liability or credit risk. And other professions that have this type of risk are, you know, doctors, lawyers, accountants, engineers, because in fact, what can happen is if they, you know, have anything that's negligent in any way, their clientele can sue them and penetrate their corporate veil and go after them. And so it's really hard for these professionals and entrepreneurs and people getting ready for retirement that want to be on boards of directors to protect themselves from all kinds of credit risk or liability risk. And I add another group into there uh, in modern times, Wayne, and that group that I add is the snowbirds because snowbirds go down south. And everybody knows that uh, the United States is very litigious in, you know, suing people at a heartbeat. So one of the unique things about trust law is because a trust is a separate entity of ourselves, so it holds it on our behalf. What actually happens is if I'm sued in any particular way or for any reason, I'm not deemed to own the asset base, and so you can never take it away from me. So it's lawsuit-protected. And this is especially important in modern times, especially if you're going to live, you know, two or four decades into retirement. Sure. And and this is different than the traditional banking system that most people are, are familiar with. 
That's right, Wayne. So let's just take a look at, uh, if we could, some of the, 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 the a summary of the investment trusts. We, we've got the, uh, the value of it. Uh, you've got your creditor and liability protection. What about tax advantages? Yes, yeah, so there is tax advantages as well because usually in a traditional investment in the banking system, if you wanted to solidify your gain, for example, you would actually have to sell it. And in order to sell it, that would mean you are going to trigger the income tax. And so for families that have created wealth, we don't want to trigger income tax because we're trying to keep the income levels low on an annual basis so that their estate can compound. So the advantage of trust law is it doesn't actually trigger the tax when we refreeze the profit they've made in the last, let's say, year um, as part of their principal guarantee. It just resets the account at that new level, but it's not deemed to be a sale. And so Canada Revenue Agency doesn't tax us on that transaction, which is phenomenal. And so there's a huge opportunity here for families when they're considering how to plan for retirement, because ultimately through your retirement years, what you're trying to do is pay the lowest amount of tax you can on an annualized basis so that your estate can continue to grow and compound. And so you'll just have more uh, as you progress into your later phases of retirement. So what we don't want to be doing is selling and paying tax, you know, in early retirement years. And so this is a way to simplify and avoid and mitigate that tax entirely. Now, what happens should you pass away, Sherry? Yeah, so the difference between the bank system and the trust system is quite astounding when we pass away. And a lot of families are unaware of it. Uh, It's the people that are left behind that have to deal with it. So... Um, in the banking system, if your accounts are over 25000 what happens is you have to do what is called probate. So it means you have to go through the court system publicly to de- declare the entire estate and bring the will forward to the courts to grant the wishes, they call it a grant of probate, uh, of the tester who wrote the will. And then after that occurs, we still need clearance from Canada Revenue Agency, which can take some time, obviously. And then eventually you can dispose of these assets and transfer them to your beneficiaries. And what we're finding right now, unfortunately, because of COVID, um, there's a massive backlog in the courts. And so we're going to forecast that we're going to see that as the baby boom age as well. But right now, you know, we used to think in Alberta we could get you through probate in a year, but we're not sure of that in the moment. You know, it could be two because of the backlog. So what the issue is also is, the portfolio could be going down while we're waiting. And so in trust law, it's very different. What happens in trust law is because we pre-plan the estate, we name whoever the beneficiaries are going to be, and all that we have to do is produce the death certificate and produce it for the trust, and the asset base moves, usually within 30 days of the client's passing, to the next family members that are the beneficiaries. All right. And so we have a expediated and private way to transfer wealth. Sherry, let's pause right there. We're up against the clock. The McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on Wednesday, July 14th at 6.30 p.m. and on Wednesday, August 11th at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, simply contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit the website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. 
Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.